Welcome to Marriage, Let's Talk, hosted by legendary worldwide marriage encounter leader, Father Rosie Roseboro, featuring Catholic married couples from around the world who demonstrate healthy communication for building better marriages. And now, here's Father Rosie. Hi, Father Rosie here. I'm glad you could join us today. This podcast is not talking about marriage, It is where we're going to share how to create a better marriage through communicating feelings in authentic ways. Feelings are the most important part of communication. The typical way to do it is you have chit-chat. I'm sure Ron and Pam here have chit-chat. There's reporting and informing about what's going on in the family, what's going on at work, et cetera, et cetera. Then there's ideas and, and also uh, maybe thoughts you have about different issues. Then there's dreams and hopes. And then as you go up that ladder, the last part is when you talk about feelings or talk about investigating a person's feelings, you're into the topic of communication and in deep intimacy. That is what we're exploring on these different reflections about how can a spouse with each other or a loved one begin to interact with that communion with somebody else and empty ourselves out in a sense to begin to experience somebody and their feeling and not just talk about, well, I'm glad you got that feeling now. Tell me more about it. And all of a sudden, the exchange changes and we become vulnerable and risk trying to describe what that feeling is to us. And so a couple like Bob and, uh, to Ron and Pam Bishop here, we're going to introduce them in a few minutes and they would tell their own story about how they met, how they dated and so forth, how they got married and so forth in their family, maybe where you, what's going on in your life. Ron and Pam, you're on, tell them who you are. Okay, uh, we're Ron and Pam. We live in Virginia, about an hour outside of Washington, DC. And we have four children. They're ages 27, 24, 22, and 18. And we've been married for 31 years. And we love the Catholic faith. You want to add in? Sure. Uh, we, um, we started dating 30, some 35 years ago. Um, I was at the Naval Academy and we met at a, uh, at a ball, at a a, uh, Christmas ball. And um, it's been a, that's, um, we haven't, we haven't ever broken up. We've always just stayed together from that, uh, from that first dance uh, right on until today. Who asked each other for the dance? I did. (laughs) <laughs> I held the door for I held the door for her as we were going in. We were as a group of my friends and a group of her friends, and we were all going in together. And I held the door for everybody, and she had, thankfully, providentially, was last through the door. And so I asked her if she would be my date, and there we go. Yeah. So we dated all through college. Yep. For one year apart, so he was a sophomore and I was a freshman, but we dated all through college, and then Ron went to flight school and. Florida and I was in Delaware and we stayed together, got engaged. Yep. Got married, moved around with the military. And now we have two children living at home. Um, So the 22 and the 18, the 22 has a great job. We're just kind of helping her get settled. 
from right out, outside of college. And then the 18 year old is a senior in high school. <clears throat> so getting him ready to launch. Yep. So we're hoping to be empty nesters within 18 months. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we thought it was going to be more gradual, but we're looking at it and it might all of a sudden be this cliff there. All of a sudden we have these kids, young adults in our house, and then all of a sudden they're not. And mm -hmm. then, yeah, so. Uh, but yeah. it's been a blessing. It's been good. Well, thank you. But would you share your love letters and then go ahead and begin to dialogue and we'll come back again. Thank you for trusting me. Sure. sure. Thank you for the opportunity. Okay. So uh, the question that we wrote our love letters on is, in what ways can we grow in our intimate and responsible relationship? And how do I feel about my answer? So here's my love letter to Ron. Dear Ron, I think we can grow in our intimate relationship by being in tuned with how each other is doing, doing our dialogue, our couple prayer, and using the other tools of Worldwide Marriage Encounter. We can grow in our responsibility by being accountable to each other in the use of the tools, as well as sharing what we know and have experienced with other couples. By doing share group at a minimum, then being on team for Worldwide Marriage Encounter and working on our parish marriage ministry. Being open to the Holy Spirit and how he's prompting us to share our couplehood is another way we can be responsible. I feel energized about my answer. It is healthy to articulate about this area and I have more clarity and conviction. My energized feeling is learning something new and being excited about the information. My feeling is a sunny, warm day after it has been cold, overcast, or rainy for a while. My energized feeling tastes like a glass of refreshing cold water, especially when I'm thirsty. The energy is the experience for me of starting a new book or dancing to a jazz band with you. My feeling as I write has the intensity of an eight. Love, Pam. And this is my love letter. Dear Pam, I love you. I think for me, it goes back to communicating and slowing down. I can make a more concerted effort to extend courtesies to you and to involve you in more of the things that I do for around the family and the house. It is growing in interdependence. I have a fear though, that I will be perceived as giving orders or tasks to get out of doing work and by planning it off on you. It's irrational, but it's how, it, it, but it's there. Overall though, I feel motivated to grow in this area. My motivated feeling is like realizing something is not right and wanting to fix it say, trying to lose weight, or if I'm sick and I want to get rid of the illness. Or it could be an injury that I'm trying to work through. It is seeking to improve to be the best version of myself. It is like starting a New Year's resolution. It tastes like a strawberry smoothie, or even like carrot juice or, or juiced kale. 
It feels like sweating during a workout. And my intensity is a seven. Love us. Okay. So um, the intensity of your motivated feeling was a seven. And my energized feeling was an eight. But <clears throat> I feel intrigued about your motivated feeling because there were some hard things in there, like, um, you know, an illness or kale juice, drinking kale juice sounds challenging. <laughs> so your, your, your motivated feeling has a lot going on there. There's some challenge. So even though mine's a higher intensity and number, I thought we could do yours. What do you think? Well, I do like your energized feeling and I certainly love dancing with you uh, to jazz, jazz music. That's very energizing. Um, I think we could do yours. Does that work? Yeah, we can do mine. Okay. okay. So I want to get at this motivated feeling for you. Um, let's see, you have, it's like trying to fix something. Something's not quite right. So when I think about you and, and motivation, um, I remember one time you went on a hike and you are a backpacker and you like to hike and it's something that you see yourself as proficient at. Um, you have the gear, you have experience, but you went on a hike with our son that you came home and you had blisters and it was really hard and you seemed kind of demoralized about that. Um, but at the same time, you were motivated, like you bought new hiking boots, you kind of redid some things to make your next hike more successful. Is that kind of like your motivated feeling? That's a really good, it's a really good start. It was, I was in that situation. I, we didn't even finish the hike. We got, we left early. I just felt like I was knocked off my horse and just needed to restore my confidence in, in my abilities. Um, and so, yeah, so that's a really good motivated feeling to, to, to kind of pick up from a failure and try okay. to try harder. Okay. And then that makes me think about the time that you had a job that you really didn't like. Um, and instead of just staying in it, you wanted to fix the situation. So you, you were motivated and you looked for a new job to try to have a better situation. Right. Yeah. I was looking for a better work-life balance. I was always on call and I just wanted to do more with that. Uh, that, that was a motivated feeling. It was a frustrated feeling though, though, though too, in that, in that case. So that's not quite, quite it, but pretty, but close. Okay. Um, let's see <clears throat> what else, um, you have here that it's kind of like a new year's resolution. Um, so you talk about a workout here also a new year's resolution, which, you know, sometimes people have mm -hmm. exercising more as their new year's resolution. So it's kind of hard. You have to really get up and go for that. So that's motivating. But um, when you're working out, like say you're in the middle of a workout and you need some motivation and you can't quite finish the run. So it makes me think about music and like putting on a certain song that gets you going because you need that motivation. So is there a song or a sound that has this motivated feeling that you can relate to? Right. So I was thinking of like an upbeat upbeat music I, I think of the 80s songs like journey from journey or even the rocky theme and even just this morning i was um pulling out of the driveway going to the gym 
and uh, 38 special hold on loosely came on and I cranked it up and so I was feeling motivated to go to the go to the gym that this morning yeah so that would be the sound of your motivated feeling yeah okay um <clears throat> okay let's try to go back to the hiking okay. thing mm -hmm. so if you're hiking and um what would motivate you to keep moving to keep yeah. trying to get to that lookout um like what kind of nature scene would would that be? Sure. So it's probably probably a long day of hiking, and then coming up to a sign that kind of gives me a, a, a that I'm that I'm close, had two miles away to to my destination. Like a certain lookout. Certain lookout, right? Yeah. Um, or whatever I'm trying to trying to go to is motivating to know that I'm making progress and I'm and I'm and I'm almost there. So okay. yeah, that's motivating to to finish it up and be done for the day. Okay. So. Um, then that makes me think about a color. So I know your favorite color is blue, mm -hmm. but that doesn't quite fit motivated here. I don't think. What about, um, the color green? I was thinking just that thing, maybe because you're wearing green, <laughs> but, uh, but no, it was like a traffic light where I get a green for go. It just, yeah. it just tells me to, 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 to head on and, and go. So yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think you're experiencing my feelings. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's pick a question for tomorrow okay. to write in our notebooks. Um, so how about, how do I feel about the way I listen to you? Would be our question for tomorrow. I think that's a good one. Okay. Because yep. I certainly could use working on it. So, yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Great. Thanks. <laughs> okay. So that was our dialogue process. We always pick a new question for the next day. Thank you so much. A couple of things I said, I want to maybe explain to the people listening that the process is that, number one is that we're not trying to problem solve. And we're not, you're trying to change his motivation or trying to, and part of me comes across when listening to your dialogue is that uh, I thought uh, Ron had a yucky feeling. You know, he's like, you know, you're motivated, but he had a yuck that got you moving. I put that down here. Um, and and so the motivation was to get away from that, you know, the hiking, the the the, the trouble you came back early and that kind of stuff. And so people tend to, am I I want to help somebody, I want to fix them. You know, I want to fix their situation. I say, well, I don't, I don't want you feeling that way, or et cetera, et cetera. And yet, dialogue is not to have that kind of an attitude at all. It's rather to empty ourselves out. And to, and try to crawl into the person's heart, and let them into to share different kind of descriptions, so uh, that Pam could taste your motivation feeling, right, Ron? Think in a special way. He's like to give examples from color to sounds. You know, I couldn't quite understand that. So what was that song that you this morning? Don't ask me to sing it. You know, I can't sing. It was so what uh, is it, the title? Uh, Hold on loosely. Hold on loosely. I'm not too. I'm, I'm too old to remember. Yeah. <laughs> it's an 80s, it's an 80s song, but it's interesting. They rather than try to change him, Pam is trying to run to experience him in that feeling, and the process of choosing a question that re, uh, involves feelings and feelings about everything. It's. It's. I mean, we may use the word feeling, but many times it's not. It's like it's a thought. Feelings, you can say, I am this way, I am motivated, I am overwhelmed, or I am tired, or I am hungry, I am thirsty, 
I am satisfied. And that really is the I worry reminds us they're really a feeling. And so you write on that question that has many feelings involved in it about how you want to grow. And you did that very beautifully, different options you had. And you mentioned then that what is my feeling? Yours, uh, Pam, was, was dealing with the energized. And then and your response was motivated with the yuck in there. <laughs> and so you it's just a mixed feeling. It's all kind of feelings with that motivation. And so what you do is then you write the love letter and then you begin to try to describe as best you can. Then you choose many times, it may not just be the strongest one, but sometimes you did, this is important for us. There's something involved there that I want to discover more about you. Our thoughts and ideas may never change from beginning to end of marriage, but our feelings change all the time, every day, every moment. And feelings are neither good nor bad, they just are. It's just a, a spontaneous response inside of us. And feelings are not caused by anybody. You can't blame your feeling on somebody. You may try, but it doesn't work. It's not true. And so thank you for a gift. And you open the, the door there to dialogue back and forth. And to, at a certain point, you get close together in intimacy. And you draw to a conclusion. And that nurtures you in such a way that it builds little bricks of closeness every day. Am I right? Yep. Even when it's busy, crazy time, you know. And right now you called me earlier saying, I think this is overwhelming. I have to practice at this. And we want people like yourself who are nervous as could be at times to expose that that's the real world. All of us are, are, are risking to share our feelings and emotions. Anything yeah. else you want to share yourself? Any feedback that I feed back to you? Uh, yeah, just to encourage your listeners. Um, failure is a part of the way we live. And so taking a risk is hard, but there's fruit in trusting in the Lord and doing the next right thing and and just put yourself out there. Oh, and we found that dialogue too is a uh, it's a safe place to to be able to just share our feelings without judgment and without um, you know I call it a demilitarized zone, right? We can be arguing and we can be um, you know mad at each other, but. It's a place where we go and we don't judge each other and we don't judge our feelings and we just share those feelings and we grow in empathy and it um it tenderizes the heart. That's the best that's the best description I can come up with what what happens in the dialogue process internally. And I think that what happens for dialogue once you use build that kind of a communication technique of talking about feelings and emotions and drawing each other closely in intimacy risking to share somebody what's inside of you and then you're more capable of handling issues and problems and so we tend to want to solve the problem first then i'll talk with you <laughs> when i fix you then i can talk and the lord says no get close to your your loved one your spouse or your special friend and then let that you you be better capable of responding to the issues on, on your table as a family. So thank you very much for sharing your heart and soul tonight. And I thank you. I'm so grateful for the guests we had today who shared willingly themselves in their dialogue. And thank you for joining us. I look forward to the next episode when I join you again once more.
This has been Marriage Let's Talk, sponsored by Worldwide Marriage Encounter, the foremost faith-inspired marriage enrichment organization in the world. Providing married couples with transformative experiences through couples retreats, small groups, and more. Learn to nurture love in your marriage at wwme.org. Marriage Let's Talk is a production of Mater Media, the apostolate that offers the Celebrate Catholic Marriage Experience to energize and fortify married couples through parish events and the seven-step journey to joy. Find out more at matermedia.org.